0: Welcome to Hair Uncut. I'm your host, Kelly Gorsuch. This is a podcast dedicated to looking at the hair trade from a top flight perspective. Follow along while we explore it through open and honest discussion. I've been hard to pin down lately. I'm sorry. I'm not doing this as regularly as possible. Um, this was never a goal to like bang out a bunch of these and do this for a living. I'm only just sharing with y'all when I have the time. Um, I want to do uh, a lot more of these, but you know, honestly, I go through little spells where I just don't want to listen to myself talk. Um, and maybe some of you can relate. <laughs> I just wanted to get on here and uh, kind of fill y'all in on some stuff that I'm thinking lately, and I've been working on uh, I've been working on this art studio uh, and um, and a pro- like a rental property, so I'm just busy with all that. And this art studio is coming along now; it's feeling pretty good. The wood shop portion of it is pretty much as complete as it can get. Um, And then I'm working on some clay and some other stuff uh, in another portion of the studio. And it's more just feeling good stuff to like feel good. I think, you know, we all, we all need a release from, from the monotony of everyday life. And for me, making stuff and creating is uh, such an important aspect of what we do every day as artists. And uh, I need it. I need it for my own peace of mind. I need it for my own health to get in and create. And, I've always had this this uh story in my mind about being able to make everything I I uh I use in life and I really enjoyed the thought of that and I'm I'm never going to get there. I'm not going to be able to make a toilet. I mean, I probably could make a toilet if I really needed to, but but at the same time toilets are not that expensive. You can buy a to- <laughs> toilets. I don't need to make a toilet. But I'm saying like, if I, you know, I want to be able to make uh wall tiles, you know, and, and or bowls or, uh, you know, I want to make coffee cups, uh, you know, just like little things. Hey, you know, I want this thing. Here's this, this art studio. I can go and make it. Um, simple as that. Um, that's the kind of weird stuff that I want my brain to do. And I want to be able to have that at my fingertips. Um, at any time, now the 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 problem with having stuff at your fingertips at any time is that you you're always like, uh, well, I could go there and do that tomorrow. <laughs> so you got to fight that urge too, and just get in there and plug away and like have fun with the process of learning. Um, so much of this game that I talk to you guys about is about a path and a way, and it never goes, it it, it never stops. Every single day, I wake up and I try to become a better person. Every single day, I meditate in the shower and I sit there and I think about uh, a couple things. One, I could die tomorrow. Like that—that's something that like the Stoics talked about. It, it's um, that that like uh, you will die phrase, basically. But it's not like as as morbid as it sounds. It's more about like just going. You know, you're you're gonna die. You should be humble about it, and that you should live a life that you're that's fulfilling because um, you won't always have it. and And I think that and it, there's like a little bit of um of of like a speed, a little fire under you to like live life if you come to the conclusion that every day could be your last, and that like this thing goes by so fast, man. I, like I'm aging so fast. Every time I talk to somebody, like two, five minutes ago, somebody was talking to me about. I can't believe you opened up a hair salon so young. And I was like, damn it. Like that's been a long time now. And, and it feels like it was yesterday. And that is like, uh, it's just being slapped in the face with reality. Like just every time somebody brings it up, you know, I do, I do a good job of not thinking about any of this stuff. Uh, Cause the, one of the things I hate about myself is that you know sometimes you're in a position that you're constantly talking out loud like whether it's on i mean here i am talking out loud into a microphone for for like the masses but the idea that you're living your entire life on your sleeve and everyone can see everything all the time is one really powerful if you're using it for the right reasons like I, I really just want to pass on information for the next generation, even if even if it only affects a couple people and that it somehow stops them making them from making big, big, drastic mistakes. Because I feel like you do need to make some ma- some small mistakes um, along the way, because that's the only way you learn. That's how you like you ever try to reason with a teenager. It's not going to happen like they need you can tell them the right path. And they're always going to take the wrong path because you know that is a part of life. You have to like make uh, bad decisions to learn and to see real world growth because you have to live through the pain for it to go. Oh, that's why you don't want to make that <laughs> that decision. And just being honest with you, I've lived. I've lived through that pain once or twice in my life, and 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 I'm addicted to. I, I mean, anyone that knows me will tell you this is true. Like. I'm addicted to the rush of this is dangerous. Like it's dangerous to put all your money on the line and do a business. It's dangerous to do a second one. It's dangerous to do another one. Now it's dangerous to get into something you don't know very well. It's dangerous. (laughs) You know, every decision I make now, it comes with like real danger. Um, But as you age, you start to go, okay, well, let me, let me limit that danger a touch um, here and there. And, and that's, that's, I think the, the perspective you need to have in order to like learn and grow on a daily basis. And that's how I do it. And that's what matters to me. And every day I wake up and I do that meditation. And I really think about, or not every day, like, I can't say like, I've been doing that for years. It's a, a sort of recent thing to be, um, like been a couple years now in meditating, but, um, pretty recent I've started to meditate in certain spots and, and be okay. Meditating like in the shower, under, um, under the water and like kind of doing it there as opposed to having to sit around and carve out time and sit in a corner. Um, so I'm doing it. I'm killing two birds with one stone there, which is kind of my life. If I'm now, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, um, constantly trying to figure out ways to make things work better for real, the real world, you know, and and just getting into all of that. And, Today in that same conversation, we were talking about like uh, the idea in order to do any of this at a top level and like be a good salon owner, be a good hairdresser. We can probably all agree that that the air is rare for those at the top. Right. Like a lot of you are sitting here and you're going, you know, yeah, man, I, I I see a lot of salons. I see a lot of hair. I see a lot of my friends, I see a lot of managers, and they don't don't treat this business the same way I treat it. And you're almost questioning whether or not you're right or they're right. And I've always had this thing where you just can't listen to that chirping. You can't listen to it. Like, everyone, unless you're at the top, you don't know what the next level is, right? So most people are always gonna do what's easy. And if the masses are doing it, I can tell you it's not good, right? Like that's the one simple common denominator about any industry, any any of the people who are doing art at the top, like a lot of the people, most people don't know what's good and what's bad, right? And that's just the simple truth of the matter. And if you're looking at like our industry, it's really prevalent because you can have two great hairdressers in the salon and they might be able to tell you the difference between what they're doing from from their their uh, their station buddy or their their other hairdresser in the salon. They'll be able to tell you the difference between their styles and their techniques and stuff. But most people underneath them can't see it. They just can't see it because you don't know what you don't know. So you can't even come in and step in and go, oh, well, this person's like very like you might be able to go, oh, that person does blunt lines and this person slices. But that's like pretty simple, right? Like that's being like, oh, yeah, well, this is McDonald's and this is a chicken sandwich here over at, at this other place. Right. Like it's that's obvious. Right. But what people don't understand is like real talent happens in the nuance, right? Like the, just the small, subtle shifts of weight in hairdressing, the so, small, subtle shifts in shape in hairdressing, right? And then like knowing when and where and what texture and what person and what face and like what style and what all of this matter and like and, and having like a, a deep understanding of that. Like that is real skill, and the problem is most people just don't make it long enough in their their careers to do that. Now you'll be able to tell yourself you do it right. Like the average person is, I always go back to this: a hundred percent of all people polled think they have a better than average sense of humor. Every every single person polled will say they have a better than average sense of humor. What that says is. That it's so we don't know ourselves very well, right? Like you just don't, you don't know yourself as well as you think you know yourself. So being able to be honest about your own skill level is really difficult. And so that's where it gets confusing because when you're not good at something, you act like you're good and you're like vehemently like, no, I'm good. Right. And then the better you get at something, the more you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm Okay. Like, you know, you know, these other people are really good. Right. And it's like you could have like a weirder, more honest conversation where people are like, oh, they don't seem sure of themselves. Right. But the thing is, you do. You're super comfortable in the fact that like, yeah, like I've got a lot to learn and that's okay because at the end of the day, like there's so much to learn. You can't possibly know it all. I think that's like a big portion of of doing What we're doing at a top level is kind of being able to shut out the noise and shut out listening to other people and just develop. Every single day, you try to get a little better, whether that's management, hairdressing, ownership. It just doesn't matter. Like every day, you're doing it anyway. This is the crazy thing about the whole process to me is you're spending, for me, I spent six days a week for the better portion of my career doing hair, right? And and then on top of that, for a big portion of it, I double booked, right? So I had, and I never took vacation. I like so rarely took vacation. I've so rarely took days off. So by all intents and purposes, my 20 plus year career could have been someone's 40, 40 year career, right? Like, so I'm putting in a lot of effort. And then every single day when I went, I was like, yo, I'm here for 8 to 10 hours a day. You're getting all of me. You're getting all of me. Every client got all of me. I treated every haircut like it was my last, like I really put in the effort. And not only that, I'm putting in the effort to try to do things differently, try to really get a deep understanding about stuff. Now it was nuanced, it was kaizen, it was like a little intermittent very small tweaks all across uh Like, I I guess every genre of my life, like, that's how I did it. It was like, let's test this. Let's test this. Like, little bits at a time. Like, I never did, like giant changes. I never just shifted from one style of hairdressing to another. That wasn't something I did, but I would like move in and out and like very subtle twists and make sure I could control something before I really like developed it. Um, and, and that was kind of how I attacked the whole thing from management to salon ownership, to hairdressing. That was like my modus operandi. Right. And it is just what I did. And I, in this I didn't read a book it it just came natural to me it's it's how i learn it's how i think and i would hope that most people would get on some sort of path that's similar but tailored to them right like i don't think anyone's path is perfect for someone else i think you have to you have to take information and then apply it to what you know about yourself and and try to do the best job you can do and i'm telling you like if you do it day in and day out with little things and like Always concentrated on getting better, you will get better. Simple as that. What is measured will improve. Yeah, you know, like it is just so true all the way across the board. So, in doing that process, you have to shut out the the people. You have to shut out the people because I will tell you that a bunch of mediocre people in in the world will try to keep everybody mediocre because they don't want to believe that other people are. That much better at getting more talented than them, right? Because it's all learned. It's like there is just, well, you put in, do you have the willpower to put in um, that effort, right? And a lot of times, I'm just going to be honest with you, it ain't a lot of effort. It's just putting any effort in makes you so much better. If we see this day in and day out in our field, is that most hairdressers, whatever they learned in the first two years, they will never change it their entire career. Like to me, I can't even wrap my head around it. My dad said that to me when I was getting out of hair school. He was like, most hairdressers will will cut hair the way they cut hair out of beauty school the rest of their lives. Now, that may have been true in his time. But in my time, I feel like it was the first couple years. It was like your first two years of learning, whatever you learned and whatever you got busy doing, you'll do it forever. And like, for me, I, I went through a pay, uh, a phase where I was like, I was trained at uh, Graham Web. I went through a Grand Web phase then I was retrained with Sebastian. So I went through a Sebastian phase and then I was retrained with Tony and Guy. So I went through a Tony and Guy phase. And then I went through like, kind of like, w- like looking at Vidal Sassoon stuff a little more. And like, I had this period where I was doing like, more solid shapes on the exterior, but I still kept the like the looseness of the interior that like um I really like like. Um so I was still keeping like a shattered interior a lot of times, but I was doing like more solid exteriors, right? So I started then I started to like melt two or three different genres together. And then from there, I started to just kind of develop my own thing, my own feeling of hair. Oh, no, it was like Bumble and Bumble. I, I started uh, teaching and, and doing some work with Bumble and Bumble. And that's when um, I heard Michael Gordon say something that that changed my life forever. And I, I'm not I'm not even sure he would admit to saying this, but I was at like a lunch with him. Um, there were a lot of people there. Um, but he said something about, but I also soon, um, you know, kind of took away the eye of the industry and i know what he was trying to say he wasn't trying to dog but i assume but what he was saying was we've taught people to follow a plus b to get c in haircuts for so long that you've you've stifled their ability to really like learn the craft or learn the trade and then at the same time you've kind of taken away their ability to develop their eye right and if uh, now that i'm looking back on my career the eye is everything it's what everybody pays you for it's what people can't tell the difference between you and the person next to you or they can't tell the the, like the hairdresser or the client is going to go to you based on your eye the little things you see right those little details and the uh, and the focal points of the haircut that really are the game separators for us all I think that's uh you know if I'm looking back at it really like that's the big separator right and if somebody's telling you like if you follow this like paint by number thing this is what you know you're going to somehow get a jackson pollock if you color this in exactly well you know it's not going to come out like jackson pollock right because you don't have pollock's eye right as simple as that and and if we're relating that to our industry just not listening to those others and and developing and staying on the path and tweaking a little bit every day. Yeah, that's how we're going to grow. That's how you're going to get to the next step, right? You have to create this path, right? This journey that it is for you. And you'd have to understand like, look, man, going in, I'm here for 10 hours a day. I'm going to give it all my, my all for 10 hours a day. Whether that's four days a week, five days a week, it doesn't make a difference. When I'm in the salon I'm in the salon when I'm out of the salon I'm out of the salon simple as that that's the beautiful part about our industry as we get to just you know uh come in I mean first of all I just bullshit with people all day long which is so kind of fun in a way and then like people pay me for it right and I like get to hang out and like kind of um just rap and tap with people and and it's funny and uh, and at the same time, I'm I'm working on a skill and a craft and I love making things pretty and and I love the like instant validation I get um, from the guest, whether or not they like their hair. Right. And that matters to me. Now, that's great. But like, I'm also trying to get better every step of the way, every single day. And I'm spending the, high, the time here one way or the other. And I will say that, like, there's something to life when you feel good about what you're creating, right? Like I feel so much better when I'm making, I I never get more depressed if I'm not creating anything, right? It's like, that's what people don't get. It's like the businesses to me were like almost pieces of art, right? Like I was always creating and and creating these new vibes and these new feelings. Every shop I've ever designed has been different because I, I don't, dig the generic like I don't dig like okay cool this is my look now I'm gonna do this look everywhere I have a feeling to be sure but at the end of the day like I'm kind of designing the spaces because I want them to be able to stand on their own and be their own businesses and I want the people in them to have their own little families and their own little village and their own little tribe and then I want them to go in and just be like I don't care what the rest of the world is I want to concentrate on what we're doing in here every day, and I don't care what the salon a block away is doing. I don't care what the salon uh, in another state is doing. I don't care what the hairdressers on Instagram are telling me to do, right? If you can find that kind of peace in the world, just imagine the joy you bring to the industry. Guys, thanks for listening in. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking the time to care about the industry. It, it matters more now than it ever has before. Please review this podcast if you're so inclined, and if you like the content and the information that we shared today, please take it, make it your own, distill it, skill up, and whatever you do, please take the time to pass it on to the next generation.